0: Welcome to Mona Moments, a podcast hosted by the Museum of Northwest Art located in La Washington. In this episode of Mona Moments, you will hear a conversation between artist Reese Mimi and University of Washington Museology graduate Hannah Corneliuson, who worked collaboratively with their project partner, Danielle New, on the current outside-in gallery exhibition titled Standing Still. This show features artwork of Reese Mimi, as well as 10 other local artists that was curated by Hannah Corneliuson and Danielle New. We hope you enjoy this Mona moment, and thank you for listening. We were wondering if, uh, first off, you could tell us a little bit about your pieces that are gonna be in the show. So what are the main themes and how and why did these themes develop?
1: Well, okay, so I was never very good at drawing as a child, and yet I have turned out to be really involved in portraiture, primarily of people who have died, but not exclusively. Ever since Thurgood Marshall died in 1993, when I was inspired to actually make a chair commemorating Thurgood Marshall. And so I kind of unintentionally have done a lot of that. And when the COVID uh, pandemic started and the quarantine started, one of the very first things I noticed was all the people who were dying Who and how they were being treated by the media in terms of recognition. And I have been really involved in music all my life. I'm not a musician, but I have been a collector and more recently a DJ. And so I really pay attention to the music world. And when I started seeing all these obituaries, and I had to dig to find some of them, of uh, musicians who have died, I felt like it was the perfect thing for me to do, to do a series of portraits about these musicians. When I first started out, I really had no idea what I was getting into, but that is uh, what I've been doing for a year now. It's an endless project. I don't know if I will stop at some point or not, but I'm just showing a couple of the over 70 that I've done so far, and I would imagine I won't stop before 100 or more.
0: Yeah, I think it's so amazing and astounding how many there are, and I I think it's so wonderful that you have chosen to deep dive into this and showcase these stories and these people. Kind of switching gears a little bit. So this exhibition has a dual theme, one of standing still and feeling frozen in time, and the other of resiliency and emerging standing still. So what are your reflections on this theme as it relates to your work?
1: Well, part of what I've always done as part of my artwork is public art pieces and pieces that bridge the gap between art and craft in metal. And during the pandemic, that work pretty much dried up. So I was, like many people, really isolated and quarantined. Now, luckily, I live in a very beautiful place on a farm, but I still have the same kind of psychological things going on. And so I decided that this project would be a way for me to Focus my attention on something real, as in making a series. It had you know, clear parameters and goals. But also to focus my attention out in the world on what's going on in the world to try and you know, keep your sanity and keep your perspective as a human being rather than just you know, being uh, narcissistic. And so this project was perfect for that because it combined both being able to focus and have, have a sense of purpose and get, get through each day with looking at the world, seeing how the world is being affected by all of this. And uh, so for me, it was it was psychologically, you know, very healthy to do this, uh, as well as being a really interesting project. The further I got into it, the more I got interested in doing it.
0: That's so unique how you say, how you're using it almost as like a coping mechanism in a way with sure, everything yeah. that's going on, but you're also utilizing it to connect with the world, everything that's going on. And I think that's wonderful. Kind of leading into this next question, how do you hope that these pieces will impact the viewers? What kind of ideas, emotions, and conversations do you hope that this will provoke?
1: Well, I think for all of us, the safety response to this pandemic is to say, it doesn't apply to me, and I'm going to pull into my little shell and pet my cat and learn to cook and do different things like that. And the thing that's really amazing to me about this project, because I've gotten into it more and more, is to see the incredible range of people who have been affected by COVID uh, globally and every age, every kind of person, every, everything you can possibly imagine is in- encompassed in this, this group. And so to me, it's really important to get out of your own kind of personal worry hole and think, how did this affect the world and how lucky I am? You know, how lucky we all mostly are. I mean, I know five or six people who have actually died. But in general, I consider myself to be extremely lucky, entitled, you know, and I have a living, you know, I have living, I have food, I'm fine. But I I think it's really impactful when you see the range of how many people that you kind of zoned out or dialed under for your own personal psychological reasons. And I think that um, everyone that I've shown any group of these two really gets inspired and saddened and exhilarated at the same time, you know, because it's really exciting and health, healthy and happy to see this incredible range of people that have done this incredible range of amazing things. And at the same time, they're all dead. And, you know, it was because of the failure of us as a people on the planet, you know, to manage this kind of thing is, is manageable. And we didn't do it. So to me, it's it's a really interesting the it, the emotional and psychological effects of seeing this work are really interesting, and they seem pretty universal. Someone can always pick out an individual they can relate to. They also can always appreciate the the really wide span. Of it. So that's what I what I hope
0: for. You were touching on all these how everybody has different experiences. You know, during um, this past year. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your past year. We're coming up on the 12th, 13th month mark (laughs) anniversary of of everything. So what have you been up to? How have these last 12 months impacted you on a personal level or or on an artistic level? Well,
1: normally my wife and I have been living on this farm for 25 years and we have Extensive studio space, and we have our own little world. So it's not uncommon for me to go two or three days without venturing out into the greater world. So, in that sense, you know, I was kind of able to uh, not have as much social contact because it's somewhat related to my normal life. But I think everybody really felt it. And the longer it went on, you know, the more we felt it. And like I say, I was really lucky to have this this ability to work here at home and to put my energy into that. Um, At one point in December, we finally did go down to California for a little while and see the sun and still being very isolated and and really concerned about safety. But uh, that was after 10 months of... uh, not see many. No, I'm lucky that also we live two miles from the little town of Edison, which is about 150 people, and I know almost all of them. And so we were able to have a little bit of controlled social interaction without freaking out over crowds, you know, or something like that. I got to admit, I didn't go to Seattle for months, but uh, my community helped me through it and my lifelong ability to focus on sort of personal projects. You know, that's what art really is.
0: So. Oh, that's so wonderful. Is there anything that you learned about yourself as a person this year? Well,
1: I think, you know, I'm in a funny stage. I'm in the opposite end from puberty because I'm an old person. And so I've been kind of reflecting a lot over the last couple of years. One of the things that helped me get through this year was that I went on Social Security. And so at that stage in your life, you are hopefully learning more about yourself all the time. I wouldn't say that the pandemic per se, taught me more about myself. But I think that the amount of time spent more alone made me think more about, you know, goals and projects and, you know, history and what's important. So I would say indirectly, I thankfully did not have to confront, you know, the really horrible things that, you know, people like frontline workers did on a daily basis. So I had a much more sort of gradual process of thinking about myself.
0: I love how you categorize this time too as like a period of reflection. I think that's a good perspective.
1: (laughs) Well I think it's it it, it would have been crazy not to. And I have friends who didn't, you know, just tried to blot it out one way or another. But that was what worked for me.
0: Yeah. Is there something that you hope everyone can take away from this past year's events? If anything?
1: Well, I mean on a on a macro level, on a global level, I hope we can take away that we can do better and that we should take care of each other better because so much of what happened was so sadly due to you know selfishness on a big scale so i mean that would be the main thing but and, and in a tiny way the project that i'm working on has has a connection to that in the sense that it's talking about what we've lost you know and the new york times actually has a whole section of their obits that are called those we've lost and uh, to me, it's like more than just the people because the, especially when I'm thinking about these musicians, you start listening to, you know, all some of the musicians, I know who they are, and I have even owned uh, records of this, but others I've never heard of before. And when you start exploring, you start realizing that there's an entire lifetime connected to each one of these people, which in turn with music is this network with all these other people and places and times and events. And so to me... Um, that's That's been really important is the idea of how much the world is interconnected and how this is like one little way of, of viewing that. And that to me would also be the big lesson of the pandemic is how much we are inter- interconnected and how much more we should be.
0: Yeah, I think that's so beautiful and and true. Like at the end of the day, we're all human and we all have the same basic needs, right? And this basically yeah. shows us that too. Yeah. so well, thank you so much. Is there um, anything else you'd like to add before we end here? How can f- uh, folks access your work? Um, do you have a website? Well, um,
1: I am easily findable on the internet. I have a never up-to-date website that is reesnemi.com. But um, I have a Instagram called Reese Bordado. Uh, Bordado means uh, embroider in Spanish. And that is about 80 or 90% focused on my embroidery projects. So that's always a really easy way Just R-I-E-S and you'll find me. Um, In terms of this project, I am going to start thinking about trying to find places to exhibit it because I really want it to be seen all together. And so this this next uh, spring and early summer is when I'm going to be starting to reach out to museums and and places like that where I could really sprawl because just to see a hundred pieces, you need need some room because I would really like to get this out in the world. And I probably will do a little book of it just a, you know, a blurb kind of self-published book, because it's also nice to have something you can hold in hand where you can see them all. So that's my, my thoughts about, about getting people to see it.
0: Well, if yeah you have any dates or um, anything like that, let us know. We would love to sure, see I it. To
1: <laughs> and I got to say, I'm really happy that you guys are doing the show here. And I think it's really great always to see younger curators with a fresh eye and, because curation can sometimes get a little uh, bogged down in its own Cast. so uh, oh, i well. encourage you guys I think.
0: <laughs> thank you so much we're just so honored um to have you here and and to have our, our other artists that are on board we're just we're so excited about this yeah so. no
1: i'm i'm excited about the show it'll be great and it's it'll be a really good show for people as they're just starting to go back out into the world which is you know what's going to happen in the summer
0: yeah uh, yeah okay. well thank you again so much thank you for listening to this mona moment Standing Still will be on view in Mona's Outside In Gallery from July 3rd to October 10th, 2021.